0: Did you still your
1: phone yeah because it's on vibrate (laughs) like it's on vibrate even it's on silent and i just i am like really taking a hardcore break from my phone like i don't want anything to do with that yeah i think that my therapist what she was saying is really sinking in of just like how and you've said this a couple times too, like how overstimulated we are, and like these stress cycles that we're on. And it's just like I really don't need my phone for anything. Like we're all home. Um, if my dad needs to get a hold of me, he will. If my grandma, she will. Um, I don't need to be on social media. It literally feeds no purpose for my life at all. And it's just like constant stimulation, and it's like a knee jerk thing to like pull get my phone and then like just start browsing and I get in these holes where like I'll look up and like 30 minutes or an hour has gone by and I've done literally nothing. So I took a break yesterday and I got so much done. Like my house looks immaculate and it wasn't even that hard.
0: I just had time and focus. I know. I always get so scared to look at the like screen time report. Oh my God. Because yeah, I mean, The whole – like everything in our world is trying to distract us, especially our phones, especially social media. It really is. I mean, we were going to recap what we thought about Unique and what she shared with us. She had so many nuggets, but I know one of her big things is like eat for calm because Mm -hmm. what you eat and what you digest, which can be external – stimulants and like your phone is an example of what you're actually taking in and digesting and it's just crazy when you think when you stop and look at the things you are putting your time and attention on how it just like consumes you and can throw you out of what could be a really calm state so I'm really glad you're doing that for yourself
1: no me too and I think you're hitting the nail on the head of saying like we're talking about digestion diet digestion and consumption and it's like. I feel like I'm doing all these right things by food, but then I'm still having some hurdles that I'm having trouble overcoming. And I think that's what I'm, one of the things that stuck out to me that she said was like the thing that we minimize the most has the greatest effect on us. And I think I've definitely been minimizing some habits of consumption that are having a really big effect on me and counteracting all the hard work I'm doing and, Uh, trying to eat right and take supplements. And I just feel like I'm kind of at a place where I just need to simplify my Mm -hmm. stimulation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I know I shared that I worked with Unique in 2020 and I was at a point with trying to heal my cystic acne that I was overcomplicating things so much. Like I was trying so many different products so many different supplements, just like grasping for a solution anywhere mm-hmm. I could find it. I didn't want to get on a prescription, but I was like, oh, I'll try all these different things. And it got so overcomplicated and I couldn't tell like which way was up or down or like what supplement was actually helping me or what supplement was okay. actually hurting me. Um, because I was just taking so many of them. And what I loved about working with unique, and I think her approach is that like what you said, it's just simplifying everything. It's Mm -hmm. not easy. Like I'm not saying simple equals easy because it's really hard to change your habits around food and what you're consuming physically or mentally. It's, but like the basics of it are so simple. It's like, okay, don't eat sugar. Don't eat, don't drink alcohol. Eat more beans. Um, like there's obviously more to it, Mm -hmm. but when you think about it, it's so simple. Like it's just getting us back to the simplicity of what our body actually needs to function. Right. And listening and to your 100%. body. Yeah. And yeah. then once you remove all those distractions, you can listen to your body. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think Which I've been trying so really, really
1: hard to listen to my body. And I've been really in my body and in my mind and like on this quest to like find myself again, but I need to like eliminate even more noise so I can, and I may never find myself again. Like I, 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 I'm a totally new person, and I just think I need to be quiet so I can listen
0: to myself and and understand who this new person is.
1: Yeah, if that makes sense,
0: that makes total sense. Because I remember when my mom passed away, like I just, I literally felt like I my like I lost myself completely. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna be the same person again. But I think there's like this evolution through grief and through motherhood that you I think you are the same person like your foundation and your values and your core like who you are is the same but I think you've just you just evolve in new ways and yeah I hope you I hope you start to feel like just more vitality and presence and
1: yeah I think so too I definitely want it um I think I'm I think I'm heading in the right direction. This is one of my questions that I had when we were talking to Unique. Um, So what did like, a like if you could walk me through a day of what you were eating when you were really following the the protocol, like what did that look like?
0: Yeah. So as we know, I'm super into data. So um, I was doing this hormone panel called the Dutch test, which I've talked about before on the podcast, but it is like the coolest Tests you can get for your hormones, um, like cortisol, all of your sex hormones, all of it. It's it's just mind-blowing the data you get. So I had done the Dutch test right before I did the bean protocol, and I did some blood work before I did the bean protocol. And so I could notice results within me, but then it was so cool to see my blood work after being on the protocol for six months. And I was like, Whoa, like this is actually changing my body at like a cellular level. And like the proof was in these tests. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, so what it looked like was so I had already stopped drinking alcohol um because I knew that would always cause like severe cystic acne flare-ups, no matter where I was at in my cycle. Um and I had already stopped drinking caffeine. Um, I had cut down a decaf, but when I worked with unique we cut that out completely. So I was drinking like herbal teas. Um, and so what my day would look like on the protocol, my protocol was really specific for hormone balancing. And then unique looked at my Dutch test. So we could kind of like tweak what specific um, things we probably needed. So I needed a lot of, um, I needed a lot of beans to help me get rid of the bad estrogen, my body, mm-hmm. my liver was producing. So, or like, like, detoxing from. Yes. So, um, I would wake up in the morning and there's this thing called psyllium husk. It's like, um, just this granular, super hyper fiber, um, substance. It's actually the base of metamucil,
1: but mm-hmm. metamucil
0: like adds in all this extra like additives you don't need. So psyllium husk is basically just a plant. So it's disgusting. You take like a shot of it mixed with water and it's like, mm-hmm. It just tastes like you're drinking like ground up hay. Like it's really dry, but that's how you start your day. First thing in your body. And then um, I had to eat beans five to six times a day. And it's not a ton of beans. Like it's a quarter of a cup of beans, which is really not that much. And so Mm -hmm. um, that was my normal day. Like I would have them. Kind of spread out through the day. I would have some snacks of beans. I would have them with my main meals. That was easiest for me to add them to my, you know, main meals. And then um, the thing about the beans for them to work, you have to eat them. You can't eat fat with them, so you have to eat fat two hours after the beans. Otherwise, the beans will bind to the fat instead of your liver bile. Okay. Um. And so that was really tricky at first to, like, figure that out because you can't, like, add oils to the things you're eating beans with, Jeez. things like that. Yeah. Or, and I wasn't supposed to be eating dairy, so that was one of the other things I had to cut out. So, like, mm-hmm. my fat source was really nuts. Um. And okay. the fats are what bo- your body uses to produce new hormone cells and, like, really regenerate your hormone cells. Okay. Um. So really what i would do the easiest thing and it took me uh, some like experiments to figure out which beans i digested really easily and which beans made me really gassy <laughs> there's so definitely these are beans like that you're
1: buying raw and like soaking and or well i started out a can with
0: canned yeah you get okay, canned beans so you just easy. get like bpa free you get low sodium mm-hmm. ones um so you have to kind of experiment. Like I can't do chickpeas. Like chickpeas, like made yeah. me like just it hurt my stomach. But black beans were super easy on me. Um, white beans were really easy. So that was kind of my go-to. So I would make, I would literally just make pureed black bean like soup with like vegetable mm-hmm. broth, and then I would keep it like in a thermos, and I would just like sip it. <laughs> it's super easy. So I was like. I was such a weirdo cuz I'd be like in my like conference room in a meeting and people would thought I was drinking like a blueberry smoothie but I was like drinking black beans. Black beans. <laughs> but um you just kind of I just kind of figured out ways that were really easy to do it and then I knew certain days of my cycle my acne flares were really high like post ovulation mm-hmm. so then I would basically just like sip my smoothie all day. Um my bean smoothie all day. But like I added beans like a quarter cup of beans to my like actual like berry smoothies. You can't taste it. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Well,
1: I've seen not then, that because we don't want to talk about sugar, but I've seen where you can make like brownies with black beans.
0: Yeah, you can make yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so um I mean any way you can get that extra fiber and is just so helpful. And then I would end my night with another shot of psyllium husk and my psyllium husk counted as bean servings. Okay. So it's really not that crazy, but the difference in my skin, I should find like before and after pictures. It's like mm-hmm. wild, the difference. Um, And my hormone panel came back completely within range. Like the hormone that I was trying, my bad estrogen was back in range because my body was able to get rid of it. Um, I was sleeping better. I had way more energy. I was super calm. Like my anxiety was basically gone. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really cool. And they say that your hormone cells take three months to go through mitosis, which is the new cellular regeneration. So if you're doing it for hormone stuff, you you really have to be on it for at least three months to see a difference, which is Mm -hmm. kind of counterintuitive to what we're used to in society. Like you're used to being able to take a pill and seeing results within... Days, So it's really something you have to stay the course. And I think that's why working with unique is so beneficial because she kind of keeps you on the tracks when you start to get frustrated or overwhelmed or. So then would you check up the case. with her periodically throughout the protocol? yeah she has, she has different levels of coaching. Like you could do just a consult with her, um, where she tells you what to do. Um, you can do something where you check in with her at certain periods of time or daily. And she's more of like your coach. Um, I can't remember what I did. I think I did the more like consultation and then I took the reins and then I could schedule like a 15 minute checkup call with her if I needed Mm -hmm. to tweak or check in. But um, I remember my like cholesterol levels were way different. I didn't even have high cholesterol, but that was really cool to see the difference in that. And then I always usually have high blood pressure at doctor's offices because it's like a white coat syndrome, they call it. Just after everything with my mom, usually my blood Mm -hmm. pressure is just really high when I go to the doctor. For the first time, my blood pressure was like normal at the doctor's office just because I think my body and my system was so regulated and calm from all the simplification I was doing. So. It was really cool and I we like I did this for my acne and then while I was going through this we had decided to start trying for a baby for Avery and so I think my body was just in the perfect condition to be ready for pregnancy because I was I was really getting everything so aligned but yeah it's really and- not that hard or crazy of a protocol
1: I think when you understand what you're trying to do in terms of detoxing yourself and understanding that we're exposed, we make our own estrogen and then we're Mm -hmm. exposed to so many estrogens throughout the day. And I think when you can really feel a detox working, then it's easy to keep it going.
0: Yeah. And I love what she said. Like your liver is so good at its job and all this stuff we that you typically think of for a detox is like, Trying to get your liver to do a better job, but the liver actually knows what it's doing. So you're Mm. actually just doing something to support all the work your liver's just done by getting what the liver got detoxed out of your body. (laughs) (laughs) I never talked about poop so much or like thought about poop so much as like having like a real function, but the fact that your liver bile has its toxins in it and that's how it gets out of your body is just like so fascinating (laughs)
1: to me. No, it is. It is. Yeah. I just started taking a prebiotic with a probiotic and super greens and oh, cool! it's, I mean, I take a lot of magnesium, uh, just with like to help with digestion. And it it is amazing. Like after you go to the bathroom, like you do
0: feel like alive again because you've gotten rid of all that waste. Like it's a real thing. (laughs) I know. I know. And I didn't know hormones left your body through poop. I'm like, Again, I don't know why no one is taught any of these things. Like really practical science things. Like we learn this, just things we never needed to learn in science class. Mm-hmm. Like why couldn't we learn about specific functions of our body or nutrition? Or it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. Because I would much rather eat beans than go have a doctor tell me I need to take like spironolactone or whatever that pillows they put you on for Mm -hmm. yeah i was on that oh wow like like, it's just mm -hmm. and then that that's hard on your body in tons of ways too like yeah i I was only on it for
1: maybe like a month um and it's a diuretic i think that's the thing like there's so many things now like even a girlfriend of mine the other day brought up she was at a spa or something and What's this new weight loss drug that's like for diabetes oh, that they're using? Everyone's like using oh,
0: it. or something? Yes. Yeah. And like oh, God. So they just like
1: offered it to me. And I was like
0: <laughs> <laughs> That that I don't is know. like, I mean, I understand that it works and our society is obsessed with diet fads and weight loss as quickly as possible. Doesn't this feel like the early like 2000s where everyone wanted to be like as skinny as possible and there were maybe everyone
1: got really big after um COVID COVID. but I don't know um and and we are in a period of life where like we're all having babies and I mean I gained like 80 pounds with Milan like I yeah I put on a lot of weight it took I still haven't lost all of it and probably like 10 pounds from where I was before I had him and I'm not really – I don't really care if I lose it or not um, because I feel good. And I think if we could be less about – I think when you start to realize that it's your diet and your nutrition and detoxifying and you see all the benefits that you're getting – outside of losing weight, it doesn't really become about losing weight. And that just kind yeah. of falls off on its own. And it's a nice added bonus, but you feel so good about everything else that it's like, you care less about the number that you're seeing on the scale.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you focus on, I think you need, called it like deep nutrition, which I, that really stuck with me, that language, like deep nutrition, like actually giving your body what it needs to function properly and you're eating well. I do think that weight loss is usually what happens when you are focusing on that and not going after these like crash course, like calorie mm-hmm. restrictions. I, I don't know how much weight I gained with Avery because um, my midwife just was not really focused on it. Like she would tell me if I had gained too much weight, but I, I like that approach that I had with my care team my first pregnancy. But, um, I remember I wanted to start eating for health after, you know, four months postpartum, something like that. And I worked with this amazing um, fitness and nutrition coach team called Hungry Fitness. Um, And it was amazing to have someone tell me how many calories I needed to eat to sustain not only breastfeeding, but just my normal functions of my body and Mm-hmm. I think my daily calorie goal was 2500 calories like just to survive and keep like and lose weight and I was blown away that eating that many calories my weight just started like flying off because my body oh, yeah. like trusted that I was going to get the food I needed mm-hmm. it wasn't retaining things
1: um that was part of my problem um I think I was just so stressed and overwhelmed when Milan first got here and I was breastfeeding and, you know, I obviously was doing it for all of the benefits that it is for a baby. Um, But I also, you know, everyone says, oh, you nurse and you're going to drop the weight like that. Okay. Not if you're not eating, you have to eat so, so much because my body, I almost think I like, I think the majority of the weight that I gained during my pregnancy was fluid. I retained a lot of fluid. Um, and all that came off pretty quickly, but I don't remember being so fatty. Like when I was pregnant, like I felt pretty toned. And like I said, I was like fluid and I was, you know, he was a big baby and I'm, you know, whatever, I'm a big person. So, um, but then I just like put on all this fat after I had him. And because I wasn't feeding myself enough and my body was like, oh my gosh, like we have to hang on to everything so we can produce milk and keep her alive. And it just, it like was totally counterintuitive for me. So now looking back on it, I would have like really prioritized
0: eating as much as I could. Yeah. And I think we forget our body is way smarter than we are, I think, Mm -hmm. because we're not gonna like trick our body into losing weight maybe you can do that and it lasts for like a very short amount of time but you but mess up your metabolism that's yeah, like the whole and thing your i think hormones mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's been a whole new learning about food and nutrition really because of hormonal imbalances symptoms i was having and then also my experience postpartum it's just lessons i want to keep for life like new lifestyle changes right yeah it's it's really wild um what else what else did you think of unique i know that was your first time meeting her yeah well first she's absolutely beautiful
1: and very magnetic which
0: yes i
1: I think when you, I really appreciated, and I probably think that's what I'm stepping away from this week, and some things that I'm trying to change is that I I loved how calm she was, you know, and I think that's something that I'm trying to like instill in my life is just not feeling so anxious all the time. And sometimes I'm working against a lot. I'm working against my hormones, I'm working against um, a number of concussions that I had from eighth grade into high school, um, that elevates my adrenaline. And I was doing some things that were increasing this kind of like ad- adrenaline rush that was just, I felt like it was helping me like keep up with everything, but it was just creating like more and more anxiety. So mm. I just really appreciated how calm she was. Um, she was just good energy to be on even or be with just even on a podcast and hearing her voice and, and seeing her through the camera, she was, she was very calm energy, which was nice.
0: Yeah. She, I mean, I was like inspired to eat beans like as soon as we got off the phone with her. I did. We had that possible. I went and made like a huge pot of beans. Like, And now that I have cooked beans before. Now I buy dried beans because I think they taste better and you can get like a mm-hmm. good texture. But I was like – That's what Milos uses too. like, oh, I forgot how good these were and how much better I feel. And like I, I do think I've felt like a huge downshift in my anxiety. Yeah. Eating beans yeah. like a couple times a day again for the last week or however it's five days. I'm glad days. you're doing it again. Yeah. I was just – I was a slave to my cravings.
1: mm well, that I
0: feel like you can only control so much. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I loved what she said. Like, if your foundation is good, then you have some flexibility around mm-hmm. what other food you want to eat. Yeah, and I think that there. I feel like there's a lot more freedom in that instead of feeling like you're going only going to eat beans the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was laughing to myself, and I, I meant to bring this up when we were on the call, but so I'll bring it up now. But um, your childhood nickname is Chelly Bean, and mine's Jelly Bean, and I think it's so funny that this is something we talk yes. about really often. Isn't that like kind of cool? <laughs> it's coming full circle. It's written in
0: our DNA. <laughs> it really, it is. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, the beans, Chelly Bean, and Jelly Bean. <laughs> Yes.
1: And now I'm hungry and I want to go open a can of beans.